Well, good afternoon, everybody. Uh, my name is Tom Kissinger. I am the Assistant Superintendent for Educational Services um, at, for the Delnor County Unified School District. And I am here with one of our wonderful school counselors, Laura Schultz, who works at Joe Hamilton Elementary School and also runs the Mental Health Demonstration Grant for our school district and County Office of Education. We have uh, a few other people with us here. We have Nikki Korpstein, and, um, and, and, and you're brand new, so tell me your name. It's uh, Hi. Uh, you would spell it H-I-G-H. So. Okay, so we have Hi here also making sure that if we make mistakes, they can kind of clear it up and cover them up for us, too. <laughs> so this is National School Counselor Appreciation Week this week, which is um, – uh, the 6th through the, oh, I guess I'd be through the 10th of February. And um, I, I really feel fortunate to be here with Laura. I'm actually a school counselor myself. Started my career uh, right after I taught. I was a school counselor, elementary counselor, then went on to being a middle school counselor. And um, we're really here today to talk about what school counselors do um, and, and why do we need school counselors. Um, and so... Um, uh, really, it couldn't be more timely than to have a discussion about it during this week, which is why we're here anyway. So I'm going to ask Laura if you can just talk a little bit about, um, you know, being a school counselor here in Del Norte. And I think you took some you, you talked earlier, you had some notes about how many school counselors yeah. we had 20 years ago when you when you started, how many we have now and why do we need school counselors in our schools? Right. Yes. Well, thank you for having me. Um it's evolved over the years from what I did when I started in 2003. At that time, um, it was myself and one other counselor, and we covered all of the schools um, in the district and the county for the social-emotional part for students. So that would be possibly if there was a crisis or if a student uh, had counseling on their IEP. And then there were also three high school counselors um, at that time that did more of the academic type of counseling. I don't recall if there were any counseling techs at the high school at that time, but there was a total of five of us um, when I started. Five of you for a district that has, oh, I don't know, 3,500 to 4,000 students? Yes. How yes. could you actually do all the work you needed to do and get it done uh, when you started out 20 years ago with just five of you. Right. Well, part of it was we were not a part of the school community at that time. People didn't know who we were. So we would come in, we would see what students we needed to, and then we'd be off to another school. And so that's something that I have been really just happy about and feel very thankful for, that that's not the case anymore, that um, all of the schools have counseling services, if not a full-time counselor. And the students and staff and families know who we are and reach out. So we're not, um, we're a part of the community now. We're before we were kind of like, you know, a stranger that would come in and see a handful of students and be on our way. And now um, most of the schools know who we are. They reach out to us. And so that's been something that I think has been a really positive shift. So over... Let's see, 15, 20 years, we went from five to we now have a counselor, a full-time counselor at almost every school. Yep, yep. And um, we also have counseling techs. So the visibility has really changed. Yes. And, and, and the work has changed from coming in to solving a crisis or, or kind of working on a, a particular problem. 
you guys are really embedded in the schools and you're working with students every day. You're, you're presenting curriculum. Uh, what's what's the, the typical day like uh, for an elementary uh, school counselor? Right. So we do, we follow the model of tier one, tier two, tier three. So tier one is where we are doing something um, with all students at the school. So that could be social emotional program. Um, I primarily do yoga calm and imagination yoga at um, Joe Hamilton. And that is a program that does involve movement, but it also really focuses on community and building strength and partnership. And so that is a tier one intervention, but there's also other tier one interventions that counselors do, such as um, second step or sources of strength. So there's a a few different um, options, but that's a service that all the students will get on the um, campus. And then tier two is a more directive where you might see some students that are having um, maybe some social emotional issues on the playground, or it might be something where they're um, having issues with attendance. And so that is where um, you would do more of like a group sort of situation. So you might be pulling students out to do a small group to help provide support to them, or it could even be at lunchtime. Um, Sometimes we do lunch bunches. And then also there's tier three. And so that would be for or the students that are really having maybe some high needs and might need some uh, intensive services where they might be needing some more individual or one-on-one. They might be needing some other type of services where they're needing check-ins like every day, that sort of thing. So it's it's a wide variety, but it builds on each on each tier. So Laura, um, you talk about tier one, which is kind of an intervention that everybody can get. Right. Um, and, and that's academic. We have tier one, two and tier two are for students who need just a little bit more help to be successful. You talked a little bit about groups, um, a lunch bunch. What are some of the themed groups that uh, our counselors work with with students? Well, we've had, um, and unfortunately, this is not something I've done this year, but in the past, we look at um report card data a lot of times. So it might be something where the students are just needing help with study skills or maybe organizational skills, or it might be where they are um, having issues with some social emotional issues where they're having like problems regulating their emotions. And so again, we try to have it be a short-term intervention where it would be like eight to 12 weeks and we're trying to teach them either some study habits or study skills, because even at elementary level, the kids can use that. Or um, if it's more like friendship issues, or it could also be, I mean, it could be anything if there is a core group. It could be self-esteem. A lot of times we do see kiddos that have quite a bit of grief. So it could be something where you're covering a loss or something like that. And again, we just try to make it be a safe environment where the kids feel seen and connected. And it's very cool because you'll see them make connections with other kids like, I'm not the only one, you know, that has this issue. So it's, it's pretty neat to see. Wow, that's really some valuable information. Um, you know, uh, Laura, when when you're working with students, um, you know, th- there are some common there are some misperceptions that people have about school counselors, and 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 one of those is that a school counselor is a a therapist, a psychotherapist, right. and is going to do intensive psychotherapy work with students, that's kind of not what school counselors do. Can you talk a little bit about the difference of what a therapist does, a licensed therapist does when they're not working right. uh, under a, a school pupil personnel um, uh, a sort of certificate 
versus what a school counselor does during during the during the regular day of, of a school week. Right, right. I would say that because I'm both because I am a well, that's why I asked you, social worker I happen too. to know that yeah, you're both. Yeah. You actually have a practice yeah, on the outside. Yeah, but um, I would say in the schools you're trying to be more directive. You're trying to teach them more sort of interventions and skills. Not to say that we don't still use, you know, play-based interventions and things like that in the schools, but um, when you're doing one-on-one therapy with kiddos, that is, you're seeing them for a longer period of time. Usually it's for an hour where um, we don't like to do that at the schools if possible. Obviously, we try to stick things usually to a half hour because they're at school. We don't want them missing too much academics because that can then stress them out as well. So... um, I would say it's more of a directive approach usually um, where therapy, a lot of times I tend to follow the child's lead there and things kind of come out at their own pace where we're not delving into or at least attempting not to delve into really, um, you know, heavy things at school if possible. That's not to say it doesn't happen sometimes because kids can come to school with, you know, some pretty rough things that they've experienced at times. But then at that point, we try to provide them support and get them outside services if possible. You know, um, I I was going to ask you about that, too, because um, I I think parents, family members would want to know kind of at what point do you refer uh, a a child to get outside services with either a licensed psychologist or a a, a marriage and family therapist or a licensed school, a licensed social worker. At what point in time do you make that referral out? And how do you involve uh, parents and family members with that? Right. Usually what I'll do is I will contact the parents. I mean, as soon as I'm seeing a child, I'm going to talk, contact the parents and give them a phone call, possibly send home a permission slip if it looks like something that we're going to be working on in the schools and make sure that they're okay that we see them. But I would say, number one, if you're seeing the student for a few weeks and things don't seem to be improving, like the whatever's going on with them might need something deeper. Because what I see happens is sometimes with kids, they'll come in and it's like, the Band-Aid kind of gets pulled off, but then you have to put it right back on again because they've got to go back. And so I would be looking for if, you know, they're kind of struggling still with things, um, continuing to act out. Also, the primary thing, too, is we're trying to see students at school if it's something that's impacting school. So a lot of times we might get kids referred for us where it's not something that actually is impacting school. It might be an outside influence that is happening for them. And so they're still doing okay in school. So that's also when we would maybe get them referred out. Um, It is a struggle right now. We do have limited resources in the community. There's not, unfortunately, a lot of, um, you know, counselors out there that are accepting new new clients but but we try to do that as best as possible i have a list of um that i constantly update of um therapists in the area that have openings and so i try to make sure i give people names of somebody that might be actually able to see them so well that's really really helpful information and i do know that um uh one of our schools margaret keating elementary has had the assistance of a uh, of of a outside counseling uh um um, group called Two Feathers that yes. has come and, and has been outstanding in terms of providing more intensive support to students individually and in groups. And we're trying to see if we can get them to come up and do some work, more work in town. Right now, they're only at Margaret Keating, but we're kind of right. hoping that they come up and support us at Crescent Elk as well. 
Well, and the fun fact there is we also have the grant with the social work interns, and one of our interns that was there last year is now working for Two Feathers, and so she is servicing the kids in that capacity at the school. So, Well, actually, that is kind of interesting because that person who's working for Two Feathers um, almost came and worked for us, but yes. ended up getting <laughs> stolen away by Two yeah. Feathers anyway. Uh, but um, but we're, we're really, really uh, grateful to have Two Feathers with us. And just to, just to let um, everybody know, um, we also look for, we actively look for interns and fieldwork students. And Cal Poly's been one of the schools that's been really good about sending us students. And we do pay a uh, a stipend for students to come up, right. and 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 we have been able to hire some of those people, so it's been 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 pretty wonderful. Yeah, we've had excellent excellent people come up so far. It's been a really good experience. So, and it's been fun working with them. So, Laura, um, on the twenty third of February, um, the elementary K through eight counselors are going to present to the school board, yes. and we're excited about that. And shortly thereafter, we're going to have the secondary counselors present. If you were, I know you said that they do academic counseling uh, at the high school. If you were to kind of, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here and ask you, if you were to say, what are the, the, the biggest differences between elementary and high school counseling, elementary, middle school, and, and uh, versus high school counseling, what would they be? You know, I'm not really sure because I do think they do social emotional counseling as well. I just know when I was hired, they primarily did um, like they would set up the student schedules and they would do a lot of things like that that I have no clue how to do. Mm-hmm. I think they would help them. Um, I'm just speaking from my own kiddos that went to the high school. They would help them kind of figure out what path they're going on as far as college, different careers, that sort of thing. Support them if maybe they were having um, issues with their grades or graduation, that sort of thing. But um, I do think they do also help with social emotional. I just don't think it's as big a part because they have these other things on their plate that is not something that I have to deal with as an elementary school counselor. I'm not, you know, setting up their classes and things like that. So. Well, um, that, that, that really helps me segue to the next point. And that is that one of the programs that we've been 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 I, I think fairly successful with and one of the and, and and something that we've really rolled out and 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 been able to um, make an impact with students is is our sources of strength program which yeah. bridges kind of elementary to secondary mm-hmm. and um, I know a lot of people know what sources of strength is and but could you tell us um, what is the sources of strength program and and why is it having um, why is it really catching on here in, in, in our in our county and in our school district? Yeah, I'm going to be actually going back to attend one of their trainings when I leave here. Um, Sources of Strength is a program that focuses on resiliency and what are the strengths that you have in um, your life, in your community, rather than focusing on um, uh, the disadvantages. And so I believe it started with Sunset, uh, You're right. I, I think school. it did, yes. And the thing that caught me and that just got me was when the kids spoke because they were so passionate about what they were doing and what they believed in. And I was just like, I want this at elementary. Our kids can use this too. And um, there's a wheel and it focuses on all the different possible strengths that you can have um, in your in your life. And it really just looks at resiliency, but it speaks to the kids like they remember it. And I think that's the biggie is 
I've had kids um, at Joe Hamilton who their siblings are older and they're doing it and they're talking about it with their siblings. And now these younger kids are wanting to do it too. So it's just, um, I don't want to say it's all positive because, I mean, we talk about heavy stuff and like different challenges that you have, but it just is a very um, positive focusing on resiliency and our strengths that we have, you know, that we have in our lives. Well, Laura, that's been really helpful. And we're, we're about to wrap up here. And I just have two more questions for you. And, and they are, um, what do you see the biggest challenges of school counselors today? And what's your favorite thing about being a school counselor? So oh take the gosh. challenge first and then tell us what, what, what you love about being a school yeah, counselor. Yeah, I already know what I love. But, oh, give um, us that one first. <laughs> It's the kids. Mm-hmm. They're just, you know, I, I, this gets me choked up. I've been doing this long enough. I've had kids come back to me um, as adults now and let me know the difference, you know, that I made in their life. And a lot of times I had no clue that I had just by being there, you know, I've had kids say, you're one of the only adults that like ever listened to me. And so um, that I would definitely say is my favorite thing. And just watching him living in this community this long, being able to see, you know, kids now as adults and maybe their kids are going to the school that I work at. And so definitely just, I just really love, really love the kids and working with them. I would say the challenge also is we have a lot of um, hurting families and kids right now. Um, I would like to say, you know, uh, a lot of it probably has to do with coming back from COVID, but I don't really know for sure. I just know that there's a lot of struggles with kids um, acting out in ways because for whatever reason, they're not um, feeling safe and they're not being able to regulate regulate themselves. And so I would say that's the biggest challenge, but I know, you know, we just got to keep working away on it and that um, continuing to be a safe place for them. And I think that, you know, that's what is making the difference. Well, Laura... I have to tell you, I so appreciate you giving us this time. You've really helped answer some of our questions and 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 really given us some good insight into the work that school counselors do and how appropriate it is, again, for, for this conversation to happen during National School Counseling Week. And I'd also like to thank uh, Nikki and Hi for being here with us to produce this for us. And uh, we look forward to our next conversation. Laura, thank you again. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs>